Hey everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. This is a clip from one of my recent radio shows, which talks about some journalists who have been red-pilled to the truth on a couple of different issues. But the important thing is that some journalists are starting to finally wake up. And we've seen that trend with a few over the past couple of years. But I use a famous quote in 1984 by George Orwell to kind of highlight why this is important and how the media and politicians and even social media distort the truth. I then use that same quote to highlight what the FDA recently said when they lied about their guidance on ivermectin. So it's just a short clip from the show, but I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to follow, leave a rating and a review on this podcast. And of course, watch the live stream every day at 3 p.m. Eastern time on rumble.com slash Casey the host. We are seeing something interesting happen with writers kind of being red pilled a little bit. And it's kind of kind of interesting watching all of this happen because a lot of these, you know, liberal writers, and this has been happening over a couple of years, but all of these liberal writers and stuff like that are starting to realize that, hey, you know, a lot of the misinformation and the censorship and the things that we're seeing here um, really is problematic. And the political right has got a lot of ammunition for this stuff. And it's true. I mean, we do because it's all true. And unlike the left, you know, we typically don't like censorship. Uh, We'll see how these things all shake out with the new Elon Twitter and what happens with other social networks and that sort of thing. But typically speaking, the right doesn't like censorship. Um, There was one point in time where the right was okay with censorship and then it was the left all about free speech and then it just completely flipped and we're now dealing with the current reality that we have but nonetheless let's take a look on october 9th of 2021 elizabeth emery had a message to her readers at her dinosaurs can't read blog i i don't know who this lady is okay but apparently this is popular For the last time, I am not a GD Republican. Okay. I don't know why she thought she was, or people thought she was Republican or whatever it was, or why she felt the need to respond that way. Whatever. It's fine. So anyway, that was October of 2021. Well, this week she wrote for Quillet. Quillet, more right-wing, right-of-center publication. And the article was titled, The Erasure of Women from Online Pregnancy Literature. After lugging around two fetuses that won't stop kicking my bladder, I have no patience left for gender activists who pretend that men can give birth. No normal person says men give birth. True. Very true. She goes on. I don't need to read her article for you. But she goes on. Now, she's not alone. We've talked about some of the other prominent left-wing writers who have left and a lot of them a lot of them left to become independent or to start their own publications in part because they knew that Trump Russia collusion was not true some of them knew covid stuff was not true and so they were being censored and they just went independent so i never know how to properly say his name i apologize uh matt taibi or taibi I never know exactly how to say it, and I'm too lazy to look it up. He used to be with Rolling Stone, and he left Rolling Stone magazine, and he started a Substack, and which is a lot, a lot, what a lot of them do. I mean, they basically go to Substack, 
and they write their own editorials on Substack, and you give them some money per month. It's like a Patreon. You get an article, you know, that sort of thing. So that's how he's started to make his money. Now, the reason that he left Rolling Stone and went to Substack and became independent was because he knew that Russiagate, which is Trump-Russia collusion, was nonsense in 2017. And he told everybody it was nonsense. And as a result, he was uh, being harassed at work and censored and that sort of stuff. And he said, that's it. I'm just going to go independent. Well, his latest piece is about the election denial of Hillary versus the election denial of Trump. Now, this goes into, even with the trolls on my Facebook page right now, as they rewrite the entire history of Rush Limbaugh, January 6th, and everything else, um, while they do that on my Facebook page in real time right now, it is so reminiscent of Orwell's 1984. You know, there's a, a part of the book where the main character comes to the realization that the Ministry of Truth is lying to everybody. He, he admits that he always kind of thought that, but he just wasn't sure. But there was a point in time where he his job was to go back and rewrite articles that have been published in the past. So it would be like somebody going through every old article that the New York Times had and rewriting it, pretending that that was the original article and then permanently destroying the original article. See, right now, one of the biggest weapons that the political right has is that we have the ability to go back in time and pull articles from places like the New York Times and say, well, you said this six months ago. Now you're saying the exact opposite, what's changed? And they usually don't have an answer for what's changed. They just decided to do with whatever, you know, whatever the, uh, the, the temperatures of the public seems to say. Well, in 1984, for those of you who have not read it, they would go back to those articles, they would edit them, and then they would permanently destroy the original articles. You could never go back in time and find evidence of what was written in the past because it had all been rewritten. And there's one point where the main character, Winston, he, he had a photograph and he was told to rewrite these three heroes of the revolution. He was supposed to rewrite them as traitors and he knew for a fact that they weren't in the place that he was supposed to write they were at, which proved their guilt. So he knew for a fact in his hands he had evidence that it was a lie. And it was the first time he had full confirmation that what he was doing was lying to everybody. And that's kind of what woke him up, if you will. Now, he always suspected, always knew what was happening, but it was at that moment that he had physical evidence and he knew for a fact that what he was doing was lying to everybody. He was changing it around. There's a quote from the book in 1984. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and every street building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. And that is exactly what they are doing in our society. There's some brain dead amoeba on my Facebook page saying Trump caused the riot on January 6th and killed five people that day. They're saying it right now on Facebook. That didn't happen. That's a lie. But in an Orwellian world, 
whatever the party says is the truth, even if the party is not telling you the truth, because there can be no alternate to the party's truth. So the reason that Taibbi writing this is so interesting is he is left-wing. But he's starting to understand that we got some real issues with this stuff. So he wrote this election denial for me, but not for thee. YouTube censors TK produced videos, again, despite factual accuracy. So here's what the piece says. In late September, videographer uh, Matt Orphelia made a pair of videos for TK. Now, TK is a news website. One, memory hold. The election was hacked. Was a simple montage of Democratic politicians, media officials, and enforcement officials saying the 2016 election was, among other things, illegitimate, rigged, hacked, and a cyber 9-11. The second video, Memory Hold Part 2, The Rigged Election, was a similar exercise with one exception. It compared the post-2020 statements of Donald Trump to the post-2016 statements of Democratic partisans. When Trump tells Chris Wallace, I have to see, when asked if he'd concede an election... Orphelia shows Hillary Clinton saying, no, I would not, when asked in 2017 after her loss if she'd contest the results. He shows Trump later saying that he'll, of course, respect the results if I win, and Hillary Clinton saying Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances, which is essentially the exact same thing. Now, again, Taibbi's being objective in, in how he's writing this article which is now, as is being written here, a sin in journalism, to be objective. Now, what's interesting is that YouTube censored one of those videos, but YouTube did not censor the other video. Isn't that interesting? Let's go to another website, which just dovetails off of that. So this is Reclaim the Net. This is a website purely dedicated to internet freedom. This is what they do. YouTube punishes journalists for video of GOP election denial and allows video of Democrat election denial. Oh, interesting stuff, right? Okay. (laughs) Initially, YouTube demonetized both videos, then reversed the decision. However, on Friday, Orphelia announced that the second video had been removed. YouTube also gave his channel a strike, which is a more serious YouTube punishment as getting strikes eventually results in a channel being permanently removed. You get three strikes, and they will actually delete your account. So when you get any strike on your YouTube channel, it's a big deal. YouTube said that the second video contains claims that past U.S. presidential elections were rigged or stolen, and our election integrity policy prohibits content that advances false claims that widespread fraud, errors, or glitches occurred in U.S. presidential elections. And again, they're making a blanket statement that can be demonstrably disproven, but it doesn't matter. But their policy is to not allow that stuff. But they do allow that stuff only when Democrats say it. They don't allow it when anybody else says it. The platforms added that countervailing views, which we refer to as EDSA context, on those remarks are not provided in the video, audio, title, or description. YouTube can allow publishing of content that violates its rules, provided the context is educational, documentary, scientific, or artistic. Now, I suppose you could argue that making a montage video would be artistic expression. 
Matt Taib of TK News wrote that of the censorship, these videos are factual. There are no statements taken out of context. No editing games were played to make it appear someone is saying something he or she did not. This was the point of the exercise to show what was actually said when and by whom. Now, who else does that? Well, two other platforms do that. Who else just tells you and shows you what people say and do? And that's it. Project Veritas and Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok doesn't create any of the content that they post. They take content that people wanted other people to see and they post it themselves and they share it with their audience. And then the people who originally posted it got upset that people saw it when they posted it originally for people to see. And the reason they don't like it is, you know, people don't really like what they had to say. And yet they are constantly attacked as being bigotrous or what have you, or being deceptive. They're not. They're just taking what other people say and putting it on for all of you to see. And if the second video of the Republican election results denial violated its election integrity policy, the first video showing Democrats' election denial should, in theory, be taken down too. Yet YouTube only took down the one with Republican denials. Taibbi added that the press has to be allowed to make these points. If it isn't, Silicon Valley is encouraging one form of unethical behavior while condemning another. Moreover, it's punishing the media for factually accurate reporting. There is no explicit or implicit message in Orphelia's videos that either the 2020 or the 2016 vote was compromised. His videos are the opposite of election denial. He's clearly making the point that no matter who does it, denying election results is irresponsible which is the point of the videos. He's just highlighting. And again, we all know this. This is why we play you the montages. Democrats have been denying elections for decades. They've been trying to impeach presidents for decades. They've been telling states to not certify election results for decades. The moment it happens with Republicans in Congress... Oh, it's unprecedented. It's never happened before, which is a lie. The news media and left-wingers will tell you that political violence is always from the right. When it's about 98% of the time coming from the left. They will tell you the same thing about mass public shootings. They're always right-wingers. They're almost never right-wingers. They're almost always people who have no political ideology, or if they do, they tend to be left-wing. And it's usually not a motivating factor for their violence. In mass public shootings, political motivations are almost non-existent. But that doesn't matter, because there has to be a narrative. Why? Why does there have to be a narrative? Because every record has to be destroyed or falsified. Every book rewritten, every picture has been repainted, every statue and street building has been renamed, every date has been altered, and the process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. And in today's world, the party is leftism. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. The FDA lied in court. So once again, you go back to the Orwell quote, every record has been destroyed or falsified, every book rewritten, right? FDA lies in court. 
So the FDA has basically said, we never told anybody to not take ivermectin. Never told anybody. So here's the Epic Times. The FDA says telling people not to take ivermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration guidance for people to stop taking ivermectin for COVID-19 was informal and just a recommendation, government lawyers argued during a recent hearing. Now, technically, technically there's some truth to this. And this is why when some of you came to me and said, Hey, Casey, is ivermectin like banned for COVID treatment? I said, no, it's not. You're allowed to take it off label for COVID if you want to. Because now we know, of course, it's what we knew back then. But now they're admitting that it was effective. And many of you had doctors who said, no, 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 it's illegal for me to give you ivermectin. Those doctors should be fired immediately. They were lying to you. They were not telling you the truth. The cited statements were not directives. They were not mandatory. They were recommendations. They said what parties should do. They said, for example, why you should not take ivermectin to treat COVID-19. They did not say you may not do it. You must not do it. They did not say it's prohibited or it's unlawful. They also did not say that doctors may not prescribe ivermectin. Now, that is Isaac Belfer, one of the lawyers uh, during the November 1st hearing in federal court in Texas. They use informal language. That is true. It's conversational, but not mandatory. Uh, The hearing was held in a case brought by three doctors who say the FDA illegally interfered with their ability to prescribe medicine to their patients when it issued statements on ivermectin, which is an antiparasitic that has shown positive results in some trials against COVID-19. And by some trials, we mean hundreds. Ivermectin is approved by the FDA, but not for COVID-19. Drugs are commonly used for non-approved purposes in the United States. The practice is known as an off-label treatment. The FDA created a webpage in 2021 titled Why You Should Not Use Ivermectin to Treat or Prevent COVID-19 and later posted a link to the page on Twitter while writing, You are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Now, again, we talked about that at great length because the mere notion that if you took Ivermectin that it was for animals only was completely and totally false. But they did it anyway. They continued to attack and attack and attack on ivermectin. And now they're trying to rewrite those papers, trying to change those dates. And they're trying to tell you, no, 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 we didn't. We didn't launch a campaign to prevent you from being able to have ivermectin to treat COVID. No, no, we just, yeah, it's a suggestion. Yeah, we politely recommend you don't use ivermectin. But if you want to, you can totally do that. That is not what they did. And everybody damn well knows it.